This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, advances in medical technology that could improve surgery, let you know whether you're at risk for a heart attack, and give people who are paralyzed the ability to walk again. We'll also hear why people in Sweden are getting microchips implanted under their skin, how highway speed signs might be spying on you, and a new truck that actually makes and delivers pizza. Some new high-tech goggles for surgeons are being developed right now. Dr. Yang Lu, who is a professor at the University of Akron, tells us his company, Unified Medical, is developing both the hardware and the software that will make them work. In a typical setting, the surgeon will be wearing a pair of magnifiers that's called a digital loop. And concurrently, he or she may be looking at three or four different monitors displaying different types of information uh, some of those information are medical imaging data, some of those information are vital signs, and concurrently, this particular surgeon has to operate on the patient. So this is very challenging and very hard to do, and all the information uh, all over the place can be very distracting for a surgeon. So what we're trying to do is to consolidate all the information into augmented reality in front of the surgeon. By wearing a pair of glasses, they could have all the relevant information in front of them so that they can focus on the point of surgery instead of being distracted. So is this what people would call a heads-up display or is this something different? Correct. You you could call it a heads-up display. But different from uh, just a pure augmented reality displaying a heads-up display, uh, we also offer real-time imaging and real-time surgical navigation on top of the display part. So there are two parts to the technology. The first part is to capture accurate medical imaging during surgery. The second part is to display that in a convenient form uh, or in a user-friendly manner in a heads-up display. With our technology, everything that's relevant to you is in one source in front of you and all the imaging data are already correlated and registered with each other. Meanwhile, scientists in Switzerland say they've developed a spinal implant that enables paralyzed people to walk again. CBS's Tina Kraus in London has the story. Them on. David can control the stimulation remotely through his watch. When it's on, he's able to walk more than half a mile. This little device that is an impulse generator is giving impulses to the electrode that is located on the spinal cord. Nerves in the spinal cord send signals from the brain to the legs. In someone who's paralyzed, there's usually a small signal, but it's too weak to create movement. The implant boosts the signal, activating muscles in the legs. A new kind of ultrasound developed in Japan could help save the lives of infants with heart issues. Reporter Lucy Kraft has more. Congenital heart defects often go undiagnosed in developing fetuses and are a major cause of death in newborns. But a new ultrasound imaging system using artificial intelligence and developed at Japan's Riken Center had a near-perfect success rate at quickly detecting heart abnormalities in several dozen cases. Early diagnosis allows infants to be treated quickly shortly after birth. Clinical trials are slated to start next year. 
Apple Watch app is being developed that could be a lifesaver. Gary Nunn reports. Apple and Stanford U researchers want to find out if the light sensor in the watch can detect a common warning sign of heart trouble. Over 1% of the U.S. population has atrial fibrillation. Dr. Marco Perez of Stanford explains the difference between an app being developed and the EKG monitor built into the latest Apple Watch. The light sensor will be checking for irregular pulses in the background on an intermittent basis. With the EKG, the user will have to actively place their finger on the little crown to activate it. The app will be available soon. Gary on CBS News. Even though most of us won't go anywhere without our mobile phones these days, some folks are taking it a major step forward by actually getting a microchip implanted under their skin. Brian Banmiller tells us why. People in Sweden are getting microchips inserted into their hands. The chips are designed to speed up their daily routines and make their lives more convenient by allowing access to their home, office, and gym with a swipe of the wrist. The chips can also be used to store emergency contact details, social media profiles, or tickets to events or public transportation. Basically everything your cell phone can do, but in this case you will not leave it at home. The chip is similar to the size of a grain of rice, costs about $180, and is inserted into the skin just above your thumb. The chip can also transfer information. For example, if you're at a networking event, touching your wrist to someone's smartphone will send your contact information. Critics say there are privacy concerns, but the chip's creators say they're difficult to hack since information is stored beneath the skin. I wonder how often you'll need an upgrade. Brian Banmiller, CBS News. If you're under the impression that your work email is private, think again. At least two-thirds of larger companies monitor employees' email, and half have fired workers for something that's been discovered in them. Experts say employees should have no expectation of privacy about anything they view, read, or send on an employer's email system. And keystroke monitoring tells an employer how many times a worker presses a key on their keyboard. It measures idle time as well, so anyone not working at their computer is easily discovered. The loss of privacy will continue unless and until workers object, but that seems unlikely. At one employer last year, employees lined up to have a device the size of a grain of rice implanted under their skin. The company said the microchip would make it easier for workers to enter the building and pay for food in the cafeteria. But it also lets them monitor a worker's every move. At first, even the CEO thought only a few people would volunteer. But today, of the 90 people who work there, 72 are now chipped. Where is this headed? For your next job, I'm Stephen Greenberg. Also today, you know those highway signs you drive by without really thinking about them? The ones that tell you how fast you're going? Well, guess what? They might be spying on you. Here's how. According to a recent federal report, the Drug Enforcement Administration is expanding a nationwide surveillance network that combines those speed signs with license plate readers. Ostensibly, this is designed to keep tabs on suspected drug runners and is focused on high drug and money trafficking corridors. But privacy advocates cite the indiscriminate nature of the system that stores massive amounts of information for later data mining. Jim Shenevy, CBS News. 
For the third time since September, Chinese intelligence officers are accused of stealing jet engine technology from American corporations. Jeff Pigues has more. This latest indictment adds to the growing tension between the U.S. and China in the middle of this fierce trade war. Federal prosecutors say the Chinese officers tried to steal coveted information on turbofan engine technology while they were working to develop a similar engine for their commercial planes. It lists 13 companies as targets of the operation with offices located in France, the United Kingdom, and eight cities here in the U.S. The hackers allegedly used several tactics, including injecting malware into the company's computer systems. Toyota and Pizza Hut say they're combining their expertise to make deliveries more efficient. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert reports on the surprising form, though, that this particular collaboration is taking. Forget about zero to 60, the Toyota Tundra Pi Pro pickup can cook, slice, and box a pizza in seven minutes. The concept, shown at the SEMA aftermarket show, is also powered by a fuel cell, which generates the electricity to operate the oven. This is an exercise to show what can be done as vehicles become more electrified. How would you feel if the love of your life you've been talking to online turned out to be a total fake? Well, a lot of people are finding out just how rotten that feels by falling for what's known as catfishing scams. Experts say the victims, mostly women over 50 looking for love, usually don't speak about it because they're embarrassed and humiliated. Now, 65-year-old Roxanne Reed of North Carolina is in jail, accused of plotting to kill her mother for insurance money, all for a man who called himself Scott Humpball online, except that the real Scott Scott Humpball lives in Corpus Christi, Texas, and says hundreds of women may have fallen victim to this scam. CBS News correspondent Meg Oliver reports. Adam Levin is the founder of CyberScout and an expert in identity theft. He says Humpball checked off all the boxes for a catfisher, a handsome, well-to-do widower. How would you describe these catfishing fraudsters? They're emotional terrorists. Emotional terrorists. They don't care who they destroy, how they destroy them, Whatever, all they want is they want money. And finally, would you pay to go see a Netflix movie at a movie theater when you could just wait a while and see it, while not exactly for free, but just for the cost of your monthly subscription at home? Well, Netflix is betting big that maybe you will. And there's something big in it for them. Deborah Rodriguez tells us what. Netflix wants in on the Oscars. It's releasing three new films in movie theaters, including Alfonso Cuaron's Roma, before they hit the streaming service in order to have them qualify for Academy Award nominations. A limited number of theaters, mostly indie houses, will get up to three-week exclusives beginning November 21st. The movies will roll out online on December 14th. Theater chains worry no one will buy tickets when they can watch for free at home. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at WAKR.net.